Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Hey, aloha, everybody. Welcome to Mothership Podcast. OMG. I am Steph Noli, Brooke in the house. We also have a special guest, which we're going to introduce in just a moment. We are in the presence of a mana wahine and oh my gosh, big star, big idol. I don't know. We just got to get it out of the way. We're such big fans, right, girls? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so excited and nervous. I'm not worthy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right Brooke you too right totally uh, yes I one of the things that sticks out is I'll give you guys a hint is there was this really memorable scene in the movie True Lies where there's she did a tango with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I keep thinking of that song in my head it, it was it's just it's one of those moments in a movie that sticks out so small hint another Ooh. hint Cassandra <laughs> and her name was Cassandra. <laughs> Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're joined by Tia Carrere. Yeah. She is on Mothership. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here with us, Tia. Thanks for having me. Yeah, okay. We Almost were... bad mothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been bad. We've been bad, but we're good too. We're good. We're good mothers. But, you know, we are so happy to hear that you have been giving back to the community, most recently with the Mending Kids organization, the nonprofit, and you recently hosted their really important main fundraiser. How did all of that go? Well, Isabel Fox is the director of Mending Kids International, and uh, her daughter and my daughter are friends, and I knew um, Isabel because we were over at um, Malibu for um, elementary school um, and just became friends. And, you know, she asked me to give an award at one of the galas, I don't know, maybe it was 10 years ago now. So I gave one award uh, then it was like, I think it was to Mel Gibson, if mm -hmm. I want to say correctly. Um, and then uh, subsequently she, we saw each other again and she's like, hey, you want to host the gala? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> but um, I know that uh, it's an organization that's very efficient with their funds. Um, for instance, uh, they have a very small budget. It's They run it lean and mean. And she, instead of, say, flying an entire team and putting them in a hotel and all that kind of stuff, they'll fly them there, like the core, and they'll teach the local surgeons how to do this life-saving surgery so that, you know, teach a man to fish, you know, so that they can continue to pay forward this good work. So they have um, uh, also uh, in Manila, they have, you know, major surgical trauma teams. So they'll fly them from there, the additional doctors down to say Mindanao or, you know, Zamboanga or wherever to, to make it more efficient, their use of funds. And I, I really appreciate that. And, and it's also more clever to uh, set up the local infrastructure 
So it continues, the good work continues long after our teams from Cedar sinai and uh, you know, the, the United States uh, hospitals have left. Right. It's 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 so good to see you helping out this organization. It's basically a nonprofit that provides critical surgical care for children in the U.S. and internationally. All over the world. Yeah, yeah all over the world. It's so great. And then, you know, getting back to just how we're just in awe of you and we totally look up to you, Tia Carrere, uh, just making it big in Hollywood. No, really. But it's it's and it's easy for all of us to also forget that you started, you know, just from humble beginnings in, from in a Ali. neighborhood. From Ali. What, what I used it? to catch bus to school, two buses. <laughs> oh my God. Not one, two public buses. Gotta get the transfer, yeah. Get and, the transfer. Oh, transfer, yeah. I wish I had one transfer now. That would right. be like a collector's item. I think so. <laughs> so yeah, we'd go down Kalihi Street, transfer at Farrington, Barrington, and then go on <laughs> like King Street to uh, Kaimuki to Sacred Hearts. Ooh, that's where you went to school. Mm -hmm. Sacred Hearts. Sacred uh, Hearts Academy. 12 years. I went to St. Anthony's up in um, in Kalihi at the end of the road over there. Still there. Every time I go home, I go to Kalihi and I go to St. Anthony's. Just, you know, it's just my touchstone from that first day of kindergarten. I have a recent picture of myself. I should actually send you. It's funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I go so visit Valley of the Temple, see my grandma and grandpa's grave, and then, you know, go to Kalihi and just really keeps me you know connected so i know you're mixed i know you're um what filipino you're spanish chinese spanish chinese white and so and cameroon from cameroon like one percent cameroon and one percent italian or something my sister did the dna well that's her dna so i don't know what mine is <laughs> so, so which one do you do you think you identify with most would it be like phil your filipino side yeah definitely filipino um, actually, I have this movie coming out August 5th with Joe Coy, and it's like a whole oh. Filipinos dysfunctional family story. It's like a big fat Greek wedding, but with Filipinos. <laughs> so better food. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when year. is that coming out? Uh, August 5th, Universal Studios, uh, Amblin Entertainment, that's Spielberg. So please, God, please let it, you know, blow up, uh, ride back Dan Lin's company who did the Lego movies and the It movies. So some so, big, big guns behind it, you know, so. So do you play a member of his family? Like, yes, a member of his dysfunctional family. And <laughs> okay, so I don't know what they put out. So it's kind of hard for me to talk about, but you know, all these funny Filipino actors in it and some really uh, incredible cameos in there too. Um, I think they're dropping the trailer next week. Oh, so wow. I think on the May 5th, they dropped the trailer. So you'll see. Oh man, we got to look out for that. Yeah, because yes. I know that Joe Koi, he's really loved in Hawaii. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of he his- sold biggest... out Blaisdell 11 times? <laughs> he yeah. did. He really we did. One of those shows. We were there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we love gosh. him too. What was, it, what was it like working with Joe Koi? Oh, he's hilarious. I've known him a long time. Uh, funny story, actually. <laughs> he's going to hate that he, that he reminded me of this story, but this is how we met. We met, like, I want to say- 20 years no 15 years ago something like that um i was checking into a motel off the strip in vegas me and my mom were checking in and there's this filipino guy with you know like curly hair and glasses you know bottle glasses sitting behind the front desk 
and he's like, oh, are you Tia? I said, oh, Tia Karechik. And he goes, oh, I know you. Oh, you know, I'm a big fan. And you're Filipino, right? And I said, yeah. He said, I want to be a comic, but my mom wants me to be a nurse or something. <laughs> so had this whole conversation at the front desk. And I said, hey, you know, well, if you really want to do it and you can't imagine anything else, I mean, then you have to. You have to. You owe it to yourself to go and see this through. And cut to many years later, I did a movie with John Lovitz and I went to go and see him at the comedy at the laugh factory and who's opening for him but this filipino guy i'm like oh my god you're amazing blah 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 he said i met you at that what alexia whatever um motel in vegas i was like i remember clearly that was incredible i said good for you and it since then it's like boom like blew up all over all over he's wow. incredible. really really that's hardworking crazy. guy i yeah. just got chicken skin with that story Funny, wow, right? that's so cool yeah it's really cool i love you know you stick around long enough that's why you gotta be nice because you never know you know you, mm-hmm. the same people you see on the way up you see on the way down and everywhere in between and like we're all just trying to do the best we can anyway so you know it doesn't cost anything to be nice yeah so so at one point in time did you ever speak pigeon Oh, I love busting out my pigeon. <laughs> Me and uh, Daniel Ho, my friend Daniel oh, yeah, Ho, yeah, yeah. is responsible for these Grammys behind yes. me. One, two, yes. Daniel Ho, man. Yes. Um, my buddy, since I was like 14. Uh, whenever we get together, we always make a joke about like, oh, we bust out the pigeon, but it's kind of like retro pigeon. Like, you know, we're using these, oh, like grinds or whatever. It's like so from 1984, you know? <laughs> Like you still got it. From Hawaii probably wouldn't even understand us anymore. Speaking of grinds, okay, so recently we actually tried for the first time bolot. You know, so have you ever had I've that? I've never before? had bolot. Never had bolot. But you like know, it. it's kind of funny. It's become like a punchline and a joke. But uh, it was a friend's. This uh, one of somebody said it is the most like people in the Philippines that don't have money to eat it's the most nutritious meal they could have. It could maybe be the one thing that they eat in the day. So it is, you know, something that's precious to them. I'm like, and it keeps in the ground, you know, so it doesn't, I was like, wow, I never thought about it that way before. So even though sometimes we make, we make a joke about how disgusting or whatever we don't like, but it could be their one nutritious meal of the day. And I was like, oh, I feel bad now, you know, for making fun of it. It's, it's a, it was born out of a need mm-hmm. and a hunger and, you know, not having the money to eat regularly. I was like, wow, that's deep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We were actually uh-huh. scared of it, but right, Noli, but it's good. I mean, Noli, yeah, so, it tastes good. It yeah, does. It does. So my parents yeah. are, my parents are from the, both from the Philippines. And when they take us, took us back every now and then as kids, um, they would sell balut in the streets, like in right. the street mm-hmm. food and for the workers and stuff. And they would go balut, balut. So I wanted, it, it was, it's really good. It, I told the girls, Brooke and um, Steph, that it tastes like oyakudon, you know, the, the donburi with chicken and egg. Yeah. The Japanese food, but it's even, the taste is even uh, more emphasized. But they were brave and they, they gave it a shot. Yeah, um, you put the whole thing in your mouth, and you bite into it. You just swallow it, chew it, and crack swallow. it. You crack it. Yeah, you crack it, and then you sip the juice out, and it tastes like chicken noodle soup. I know. Really? Yeah, you got to try it, and you got to put that on your bucket list. Wow. It's, it's, it's okay, I got to try. See, I was always scared because um, I remember being at a family get together, and they slaughtered the pig, and then yeah. I, I made the mistake of opening the. The blood, you know, the dinuguan. Dinuguan, yes. And uh, the smell just like knocked me down. I almost fainted. I was like, 
And so I never, you know, imagined that balut would taste good because my my thought of like, you know, the, the parts of the animal that you don't eat or whatever, you know, the dinuguan just mm. stuck in my memory. So totally, you have to tell Tia this, the big important tip on the age and where you got it from in Kalihi. Oh, in Kalihi, the hatchery. Um, I don't know if you, it's like Asaji's hatchery and you can get it. It's right on North King Street in Kalihi. King and um, what? Ah, I don't, I'm not sure, but it's right on the, maybe King and Nimitz. I'm not sure, right? Oh, uh, okay, all the way over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a hatchery and um, they actually, I think they don't specialize in balut, but they do hatch eggs. So you got to call them and you want to get the 12, 11 to 12 year old egg. So that, 11 to 12 year? I mean, sorry. <laughs> 11 to 12. That's like a dinosaur. I'm sorry. 11 to 12 year old. No, day. Day old egg. Oh. Um, and um, yeah, so it, there's little things, but yeah. um, before it's actually a Chinese delicacy from before and they use duck and i think in the philippines right, they actually duck use egg. duck egg yeah and then i think in hawaii i don't know if we have that but the chicken egg is is a close second and um i think you'd like it like brooke and, and steph can testify <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> scared wow. but you like it yeah Do you have to chew like through like um bone and feathers and stuff or is it that's all a good question that's <laughs> what i asked too that's why the day of the the age is important the the younger is softer and mm. that is gnarly, I guess, looking visually. I think I got to go with you next time I go yeah, to yeah. Hawaii. Oh, I'll make some for you. We'll, we'll have it together. Yeah. yeah. You can film it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is actually good. Uh, don't be Tia, scared. So, yeah, don't you know, me. I mean, going back to your career and um, I guess it, it, it kind of, I mean, you are a role model because it shows, you know, all the, the cakey or even like the young women who are aspiring to one day kind of make it big. Can you just kind of explain, you know, how you got your break and, um, you know, your journey along the way, whether you had to overcome challenges to be seen and heard and how you finally came to where you are? It's, it's crazy. I was crazy lucky, first off. I mean, you know, success is luck means meets, uh, uh, you know, hard work. But I initially started out really lucky. I was doing a modeling shoot. I was with Kathy Muller agency and I was doing a modeling shoot for crazy shirts. So I was in the grocery store, the Waikiki food pantry in Waikiki, um, full makeup, you know, makeup like this, like with the, the crazy shirts, t-shirt, bikini bottom. I don't know if I had slippers or bare feet and then a haku headband on. So it's like, oh yeah, you blend at the grocery store. But <laughs> um, a producer's mother and father came up to me and said, darling, you're gorgeous. You should be in my son's movie. And I'm like, me? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they're looking for the female lead of this movie called Aloha Summer, a movie that's gotten more press for, you know, nobody's ever seen it except for the fact that, you know, it, it was my first job ever. And I got my Screen Actors Guild card and made some money and moved to LA with it. Um, but so I went in and um, the casting director was a woman that uh, cast uh, Karate Kid. So it was on the up and up. It wasn't some shady, you know, back alley kind of weirdo thing. Um, and I got the female lead in this movie. And Andy Bumatai was my brother. And then this guy, Don Michael Paul, who was from... I ended up working with him on um, 
Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Uh, he wrote that movie. Uh, so he was the lead guy, like my Caucasian Casanova that I fell in love with. And him and Andy Bumatai got into a fight. And then Andy <laughs> Bumatai died in the movie. My, so it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of story. And each different guy from the mainland comes to Hawaii and has a different storyline. So it was sort of like 1959, a group of guys meet in Hawaii and have their own separate stories. So that was my storyline. And I got this job and moved to Hollywood. So that was super duper lucky. But I moved to LA and um, because I didn't know how to act because I never acted in my life. Um, went to uh, study with my coach um, that I found. Um, because I was on star search, like so random, random occurrences, you know, real serendipitous random occurrences. Um, the guy that was on star search said, oh, come and work with my acting coach. Cause you never, you know, I've never done anything before. So that guy, I went to class with 10 to 12, one to four and seven to 10, five days a week for a couple years and studied and did scene study and all that kind of stuff and kept working. I did like General Hospital for a year and a half. Oh. I did A-Team, uh, Quantum Leap, MacGyver, all kinds of shows, just, you know, and then all the while continuing to model because that's, you know, the easiest way to make money. I'm glad that I was able to model. Thank goodness, because I'm a little short to be a model, honestly. Um, but fortunately, you know, my agent in LA gave me a chance and I was able to, you know, that was my job. Instead of working in a restaurant or a bar, I was modeling and putting that into my, you know, studying and apartment and stuff while I built myself up until Wayne's World. And that was the one that changed my life. Right. Wow. So it yeah. seems like everything, everything what fell into place for you then pretty much. Yeah. Thank God. Cause my grades weren't good enough for a scholarship and my parents didn't have, you know, any money to send me to college. So, you know, it was just, life just took me on this journey. Thank goodness. I'm yeah. so grateful. And was there anything about Hawaii or your upbringing that kind of helped you? Do you think um, prosper along the way or survive, you know, cause Hollywood can be tough. Oh yeah, it's it's really tough. I um, I you know I have to say going to Sacred Hearts Academy and knowing right from wrong, even when I choose to do wrong, <laughs> um, having like my family, uh, you know, uh, the humble beginnings and being grateful for everything along the way. Like my grandma used to take me to the boutique, um, and that was you know. Uh, Salvation Army and Goodwill. And I still love going to those places. I was just on e-channel this week on a dress I found at Goodwill for $8.99. Oh, you know, nice. brand new with tags on it. So was that the puffy sleeve one? Um, no, the puffy sleeve one was designer. <laughs> That's a Filipino designer. So the um the gala that I hosted, it's um a Filipino designer named Oliver Tolentino, and he was doing that Maria Clara inspired puffy sleeves and like red lace. I wanted red lace because of the Wayne's World red lace dress. So that whole thing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's high and low, you know what I mean? Designer, you know, gown or whatever for an event, $8.99 dress for something that, yeah, it's just fun. It's mm. fun, you know? I don't feel like, uh, you know, tantaran all the time, <laughs> maka maka all the time. You know, sometimes I'm boro boro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, so how often, do you, to, how often do you get to visit Hawaii? Not enough, not enough. My, like all my family moved already. Um, mm. 
my family's all in Arizona. Um, my nephew's in, you know, Vegas. My mom used to be in Vegas. She moved to Arizona. Um, it's too expensive, Hawaii, you know. I have um, my sister, my half-sister that moved from um, mainland to Big Island, but she's a doctor, you know. So it's, uh, you know, it's cost prohibitive for lots of people and it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, I have to like create my own job if I want to move back to Hawaii, you know. I have to figure out, maybe just open my own cheers, you know, my own little bar and go and perform there and, you know, feed people the foods that I like from all over the world, you know. Tia, you can do anything. Oh my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) That's a dream. That's a dream. Yeah, you could totally, if you wanted to open your own bar and I'm sure people would come and see you even go and sing. You could sing, you could serenade the crowd. I mean, you still actively sing? yeah perform every friday and saturday that's that's what i'd like to do um i'm actually going to go on tour with uh, like a little mini tour with daniel ho and uncle george kahumoku jr we're gonna do like the blue notes and stuff like that um here in the mainland though we're not gonna go back to hawaii Mm. what's your favorite food in hawaii my favorite food okay but because i grew up there I have to go to the Kalihi uh, Liliha Bakery and I have to have hamburger steak, rice, macaroni, salad, gravy on everything, butter roll, and fruit punch. That's my go to meal. Yes. I will just go straight from, you know, to, to there. Not the one on Nimitz. I want to go to the one in Kalihi. Yeah. I hope they never take that one down. That's the place, man. The OG. Yeah, just the smells and, you know, the Filipino ladies behind the front counter. (laughs) It's all like, I think there's only one still there from when I was a kid, so. I know. So, Tia, do you um, train? You have a trainer? You look so good. Um, She was doing Zooms. And so it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. And I was just doing it regularly, religiously, because I didn't have anything else to do, right? And then I just started, like, I don't know, writing down everything I eat, breakfast. And between the two, it's like during pandemic, I lost like 30 pounds. Um, Wow. And since since I was, uh, you know, binge watching Netflix with everybody else, I put my spinning bike in front of the TV in the living room, you know, stuff like that you know nothing outstanding or whatever but just to keep up with it it's the first time in my life i've ever been able to just stick with a goal like that and it's just every day every week but thank you nice. yeah you look great yeah thanks i'm just like i'm kind of slipping now that restaurants are open again but <laughs> <laughs> just like all of us <laughs> oh, it's hard you know when you like food like people in hawaii like we love the you know all the flavors it's one of the central pleasures in life you know touch smell you know mm-hmm. taste mm. yeah, yeah I, have, I have one question i wanted to know how do you for our listeners how do you balance motherhood you know and, and your career and doing all of the things so well on top of uh, it. No, I, I disagree. My daughter would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, definitely when she was little, I had, uh, I had a nanny. I had a live-in nanny Monday through Friday. And she, you know, cause we were always going out for events and I would fly places to, you know, do jobs and stuff. It wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, do what I was doing. I mean, like Bianca was five weeks old 
when I did uh, Dancing with the Stars, you know, oh. physically, like I had a baby Bjorn on, I took her off, I put her on, you know, the baby, <laughs> she used to walk with her and come back and like feed her and go back. I mean, I think when I met George Hamilton on uh, Dancing with the Stars, I was, I had the cape on and, you know, I was feeding my baby Angelina. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. He goes, what's going on there? I'm like, sorry, I'm feeding my daughter. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, just like you bounce back and forth, but you know it does take a toll. It's it's hard. I'm I'm grateful that I was in a position that I had, you know, help. Um, and uh, you know, her dad's always been, you know, a great help and partner in that too. So we're just, you know, bouncing back and forth and trying to, you know, make it all come together where it's seamless. But you know, it takes a toll. I think on the the mom, if she has to go out of town, like, you know, whenever I'd have to go to town, it's like, I feel guilty that I'm not at home. And when I'm at home, I feel guilty that I'm not doing everything I can for my career. So we're always, you know, mm -hmm. torn into, I think mothers uh, are on the hot seat. And I think it's, it, it's kind of a fallacy. I'm, I, they might take back my feminist card for this, but I think it's kind of impossible to say you have it all. Something always suffers and it's just bouncing back and forth and trying to you know, fill in the gaps and, you know, do the best you can do the best you can, you know? Yeah. Yep. What do you do? What do you do to relax? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like hiking. I like um, going outdoors. I like, um, I don't know, floating in warm water, you know, swimming or whatever. I love watching um classical movies or binge watching shows that are great like Ozark or you know um last night I started watching this show called The Offer um oh. about the making of the Godfather so like film history because I got into film and television without knowing anything about film history and uh this show was fascinating what they had to go through to make the movie so I mean I love watching um I love watching uh, film and television too, mm. you know. I was a couch potato growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so Tia, for all those who are listening, um, who aspire to be like you um, and make it out there in Hollywood as well, what advice would you have for them? I think that the most important thing when you come into Hollywood is to have that... Um, that certainty within you of what you know is right and wrong for you. Because there's gonna be many different uh, opinions about what you should or shouldn't do or whatever. And to thine own self be true. I mean, nobody knows you or your comfort level uh, or uh, what your end goal is either. You know, it's like really be strong with your belief in yourself and what you know is right and what fits right for you. Cause it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's really exactly. strong. And nobody yeah. knows anything, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You do you right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you. And it's, it, it can be a really confusing place. Hollywood. I think it's uh, you know, I have bumps and scrapes along the way. I mean, one of these days I'll probably write a memoir, but I don't know if I really want my teenage daughter to read those stories just yet. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a very confusing and difficult place to navigate. Um, so the more clarity you have and more self belief you have, I think the better. Especially being a woman, 
being a girl, it's, it's, it's better now with the Me Too movement. It's better with the voice that we found and that, you know, you can go to the HR department if somebody does you wrong and they will listen to you and take it seriously. Back in the day, all you could do is like, you know, punch the guy in the arm and go, oh, stop it and treat him like some nasty uncle. You know what I mean? Uh, and I hope you didn't get fired, you know, for puncturing their fragile ego. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a different time, thankfully, because I think the more women got into power positions, the more they said, you know, this is not going to happen to another generation of women. Mm. Well, you already bless us with so much of your wisdom just now, but, you know, we usually end with an inspirational, you know, meaningful quote. And I was wondering if you had one to share with us. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) I just, I don't know, you know, far be it from me to preach. Um, I think, uh, I just think about what I wrote in uh, the quote that I had in my yearbook at Sacred Hearts Academy, the year that I graduated, hitch your wagon to a star. Um, which sounds really glib, it sounds really superficial, but I think it could also be taken in the sense that reach for your highest ideal, realize your highest self would be more more evolved way of expressing it now as a, you know, a woman as opposed to you know, a teenage girl leaving high school, hit your wagon to a star. I thought, oh, fame and fortune. And I was on stage singing and, you know, got discovered in a grocery store for my first movie. That's one level of it. But the next deeper level is to always reach for your highest ideal self and always strive to be better. Mm, yeah, yeah, love that's it. great. I love that. And great for the, the youth and the generations that follow to know. Yes, and our generation too, just keep doing it, right? Just keep doing you, like you said, and doing it well. Yeah, um, everybody's trying to do their best, hopefully. And and when they're not and they're being mean, you still, you do you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved how you said, you know, when you go up, you might see them. And even when you're coming down, you're going to be running into these people too, you know, in life. And the saying here in Hawaii is Hawaii is so small. So you got it. Yeah. You gotta just yeah and now you're here now you're hearing people like helen mirren saying show up on time and don't be an asshole you know i mean that's the harder <laughs> way of saying it um i'm just like spread the aloha spirit you know wherever you go and that's a real thing that's like yep. i give to you the breath of life you know i wish you the best i want only positive and good things for you even when you meet me with anger and and vitriol you know it's rise above it and i always i have this like theory that when I'd read something a long, long time ago that when two people approach a conversation with open hearts and open minds, that the collective consciousness of both of us can rise, that we will come away from a conversation better people. And I always like to live by that. It's so true. I agree. I love that. You know, and I'm I'm kind of like scared to ask you this, but like, is there is there a favorite song? Because I because I know that you you're a Grammy award winning singer. Is there one that really resonates with you and touches your heart, and that you sing that you 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 feel strongly connected to, and it's very expressive? Like, well, I I love um, Daniel Ho is such an amazing musician, and he reworked Brahms lullaby in Hawaiian with a counterpunctal melody. And if you hear um, the last one that I won the Grammy for, um, it's like, 
And then there's another melody that comes in over it and it just weaves into each other, which unfortunately I can't sing both lines at the same time, but that gives me chicken skin. Cause I think about like when my daughter was a little baby and I would sing Brahms lullaby to her, it just makes me, just makes my heart swell. It makes me want to cry, you know, just thinking about it. It's like oh the time God. just went like that. Ooh, beautiful voice. Oh my smokes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. And then yeah. it's only you always say that Filipinos can sing, right? <laughs> I mean, there you go. There you go. It's true. Give them. We're the karaoke kings and queens. There you go. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, you were singing since you were little, then, yeah? Um, well, my family, whenever we got together, everybody would be expected to get up and sing, dance a hula, play an instrument. Well, Filipinos play the piano. Yeah. I had a mean teacher who used to smack my hand. So I never, I was like, I don't want to play piano. She was so mean to me. Um, so I would just get up and sing. My cousin would play guitar. My uncle would play the bass or whatever. So it was just all built around music and performance at the family get togethers. That wow. seems like a common theme with Filipino families. Yeah. So like awesome. We were just talking with Angela Brocchio. Oh, yeah. The I just same saw her you guys, yeah, are very um, same, same good energy. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Her and her sister had a show in Hawaii, right? They were doing that TV yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, Brocchios. So, yeah. 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 Brocchio sisters. Mm hmm. All right. So thank you so much, Tia, so much for blessing us with your time. I know you're super duper busy. We're so honored and so thankful for this time together. And oh, thank you. Us. Like you opened up my heart. It's like, I long for Hawaii. This is like life's blood to me. I'm like, oh, I miss Hawaii so bad. You can always come back. It's always your home. And yeah. we love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We Thank wish you, you all so the best. Much, yeah. 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 And then everybody, she's totally active on Instagram. So go find her. At Tia Career with yes. a check mark on Facebook. Yeah. At Tia Career on the check mark and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and August 5th. August 5th. Easter we'll be looking, Sunday. With it's Joe called Coy. Easter Sunday with Joe Coy. Tia Career. All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Tia. Blessings <laughs> to you. Aloha. Thank you. Take Aloha care. Friday.